Hi, my name is Dr. Christy Lewis, and I'm a licensed naturopathic doctor and holistic nutritionist. I've been in practice for well over a decade and treated thousands of people. Something that keeps me up at night is if people know what to do, then why are they not doing it? If we are all trying to live our best life, then why do we compromise, sabotage, and avoid ourselves from making choices that will ultimately rise us up? A basic truth has been revealed. Behavior modification, as simple as it may seem, is very difficult to implement. Hence the birth of this podcast. In between visits are short and sweet shares where I will answer your questions about how to stay on track, support, inspire, and motivate you on your journey. See you in your struggles, affirm you in your challenge, and reassure you that you are not alone. Let's get started. Hey there, it's Dr. Christy. Thanks so much for tuning in. This is In Between Visits and I am continuing my conversation on mindset. So mindset's pretty important. I really feel like so many of the lifestyle choices that we make and not only what we're doing, but really the intention, the beliefs, the thinking that is really motivating us either on a very conscious level or on a subconscious level. And this is all going to come from what we're feeling, what we're believing, and what we're thinking about ourselves. And so, so often when we're setting goals, connecting in with what's going on for us emotionally or um, from, our, from what's going on with how we believe about ourselves is, is, I think, pretty important. I feel like so many of us, myself included, definitely the thousands of people that I've worked with over the years, you know, we set these goals and we make, we make nutrition or choices about doing a detox or uh, doing a, uh, avoiding sugar or even our exercise regimes about shoulding, right? We should do this, we should do that. And we also make it about an attachment. We make it about if and when I do this, I will feel better. It's very much aligned with that external gratification and a need to have the experience be a certain way in order to feel a certain way. And I'm here to tell you that the sustainability uh, and the the health of that on a mind, body, soul level isn't awesome. It really isn't. And this is tricky as a practitioner because at the end of the day, patients come in and I listen, I assess, and I make recommendations. And so much and many of those recommendations really are to-dos. Drink more water, go to bed earlier, start meditating, do yoga. And one of the things that has really shifted for me in practice and really even part of the birth of this podcast is to try to understand as a baseline what's going on with belief systems, what's going on with uh, you know feelings of self and where's that as a starting point. And that really leads into more of a directed conversation today around around conditions and attachments to to your goals to the choices that you're making and so many of us we we are really looking for these activities or these goals to fulfill something within ourselves 
And that, my friends, is conditional love. <laughs> it's, it's sort of if everyone is doing and being or we are doing and being what we are supposed to do, then I can accept myself. I can love myself. And that's a slippery slope because we're humans and we can't always avoid sugar. We can't always um, get to the gym. Uh, Things get in the way. And so if we are attached to what we're doing as a way to feel okay about ourselves, then there's going to be a lot of a lot of shaming, a lot of self-loathing, either very direct uh, or indirect, more on a subconscious level. So this has recently showed up for me. So I'm, I'm speaking as if I have all the wisdom or I have the knowledge and I don't. Uh, I am really coming at this from a place of very recent self-awareness. And I'm actually myself just getting back on the horse. It's funny, I was, I, I put back on the wagon and I was like, oh, that doesn't really sound right. I was working on this and, and typing this out and so I Googled back on that and the first thing, the first, the first things that came up were back, back on the gym or back to the gym. And I was like, but that's exact opposite of what I'm trying to say here. I'm trying to actually say I'm getting back on the horse in not in a way of doing more. And so interestingly enough, so many of us, when we're trying, when we feel bad, I just did an Instagram post on this and, and got some you know great dialogue and feedback around when we feel rotten, the tendency is to go outward. Again, that external conditions uh, to feel better as opposed to go inward. And myself, I'm just getting back on the horse, uh, as I said, and uh, because I started a new workout in the spring. And so this involved a very specific weight training regime. Uh, There was a nutrition element. I was super excited and motivated. And I really felt like a clear purpose, a clear direction with the plan. For me, I really want to want to be impactful with my lifestyle choices. I, you know, I, I want to feel feel my best. I want to be my best. And so working out or, or moving my body, eating a certain way, you know, sleeping a certain way. I mean, there is this is the, this is part of it is that I do want to feel my best. And that's why I love being a naturopathic doctor, because ultimately eating you know, whole food diet and and uh, moving the body, being in nature, uh, managing stress. These are all ways that we are going to feel ourselves, feel our best self. And so, you know, I I really did believe, and and I don't know when this shifted, uh, but I do believe at that time, and I certainly told myself and and the world and social media that I was not looking to change anything. That this was not a not a in the spirit of I need to better myself or that I need to have more self-acceptance that truly this was about being healthy being strong and that i really had felt that i had navigated or i'd found this way to have total self-acceptance while at the same time be purposeful in my lifestyle goals and it was a different beginning for me i shared with you i shared with my my husband and myself i journaled that this was coming from a place of enough that this was one of the very first times that i had set this type of goal without hoping to achieve a certain outcome and that i wasn't trying to alter appearances that i wasn't trying to have anyone see me or accept me and that i had done all the work and this plan was really about getting stronger in mind body and spirit 
I would say the summer went really well. You know, I followed the plan. I felt amazing physically, emotionally. I began to see changes in my body. Then, you know, friends and family started to ask me what I was doing, telling me that I looked amazing. And just like that, just like that, I'm going to cry. I was hooked. You know, like a sneaky, sneaky fox. My mind shifted from these workouts are amazing. I'm having so much fun. I feel great into into a place of almost fear and definitely attachment. There was a feeling of, oh my goodness, what if I can't keep this up? Oh my goodness, what if what if this momentum shifts? What if I plateau? What if I what if I I have to do more. I have to keep doing this. My workouts and my food became a means to an ends. And I realized from that that, you know, I, my dad, my, my nasty demon, my own personal demon of I'm not enough had snuck back in. It was all mine. Uh, you know, my, my friends were, were family, were connecting in with the energy that I was projecting. And before, before I became attached, before I became hooked, you know, this feeling of, of enjoyment, this feeling of, uh, pride about, you know, getting stronger in mind and body. And so, you know, um, this wasn't conscious for, I still resisted for most of the uh, the end of the summer and definitely into the fall. I told myself that, you know, I was still in a place of acceptance and, you know, um, that this was still about, this was still about, you know, all the original sensations that I was having in my body, but my monkey mind and then my subsequent behavior did tell a different story. If I could just get more muscle tone, leaner legs, you know, I was so close. This is kind of the closest I'd ever been. Then I would finally be accepted. Uh, and, and again, at that time, I really thought that it was the acceptance was external. And through this process of, uh, you know, the, the, the other side of this, which is this, which was the, the, the fatigue and the kind of crash that has come um, from pushing harder and becoming more disciplined and ultimately losing the joy. You know, once you lose the joy and the excitement and this isn't, these aren't my, this isn't my phrase, but I really love it. This, the dirty tired versus the clean tired. My, my fatigue after my workouts, my fatigue after, you know, pushing myself was more dirty. There wasn't a, a, a clarity within that. There wasn't a, a, a feeling of uh, love and acceptance. It was always just not quite enough. Then, you know, I had to go in, inward, you know, I ha- I, I, because I crashed three migraines, you know, a constant exhaustion, almost like a dizziness, a cold sore, which I'm still recovering from. Uh, I was forced to slow down. It wasn't pretty. I resisted. I cried. I became anxious, became totally shameful about how this had happened again, and then finally let go. You know, not, I didn't have the grace and wisdom. It wasn't like, oh, I need to let go and surrender. It really was because I didn't have any other choice. And does any of this resonate with you? I mean, I'm hoping this is not just absolutely self-absorbent and that these podcasts haven't turned into really uh, my my own journey. I'm really hoping this resonates with you from the perspective of leaning into the realizations. So that's the story, right? Everything I've just shared with you is a story. And these are the type of stories that I hear 
every single day. I hear them every single day. And I share my story because it's mine. And I share my story because there's such a universality in that. Because I have the luxury of sitting and the, and the real gratitude of sitting with people all day and hearing these universal themes, for someone it might be alcohol. For someone it might be their attachment to their phone. For someone it might be an addiction to shopping. It's these, these ways that our addictions and attachments to the addictions sneak back in. And they sneak back in in such a subtle way. And the beautiful thing about awareness and about being a human being with a frontal cortex <laughs> um, and a human being with you know an ability to work through thoughts and feelings is that we can come back we can continue to learn and grow so the realizations that come from these awarenesses or you know for most of us the element of suffering happens we we the realizations don't come for most of us you know with everything going well they come when the body crashes when the relationship fails when the job um, doesn't pan out then what ends up happening is we move into suffering and the suffering is then where we do our big work and we find awareness and realizations and so one of the themes that I see in practice a lot is this idea of conditional love. So most people have a lot of love and acceptance when everything is going well, you know, kind of what we were talking about at the beginning of this. And most people can be with themselves in a really whole way. They can be with themselves in a really, in a really complete way. They can share with others and potentially, you know, connect with each other when everything is in line, when people's goals, expectations are lining up. When that doesn't happen, when there is some sort of uh, wrench in the plan or some inability to complete the things on the to-do list or to have that external, external representation of how things should be or need to be in, a, in order to feel okay, typically people turn on themselves. So they turn on themselves within hours and days. So the love only comes when everything is, for lack of a word, better word, behaving, right? When we're behaving, when, when, our, when we're doing the things we should do, when we're getting the job, when we've got that, those new Lulu pants, when we ate, when we, when we didn't eat you know, too many candies, Halloween candies, then we're like, we feel really proud of ourselves. And I guess what I'm really trying to say, I'm really trying to, to share with you is can we, can we really love ourselves? Can we really accept ourselves when we're not, we're not doing, we're not doing the things that we feel we should, when our external expectations don't line up uh, with our internal need for things to be that way. And I used to think for myself so much around my demons or the things that sort of have been patterning in my life over the years was really about my need for external approval and the beauty of this most last, let's call it lesson, life lesson, has been this huge awareness, like like heart-wrenching awareness, grief awareness, and also very uh, profound and beautiful awareness around 
the acceptance is really internal, that what I am looking for myself is internal. There's a wonderful, wonderful meditation that has been really an anchor uh, for me over the last few weeks, and I'm going to share that with you. You can find it at drchristylewis.ca within the the blog um, section in in the specific episode of In Between Visits. It's uh, from Tara Brock, and so Tara Brock has a beautiful, very generous website where she does talks and before they were podcasts um talks and uh and also meditations five ten fifteen minutes and I often will send patients there because there's such a beautiful messaging in her work and in her work she uh, has this specific one around attachment and when we are caught in attachment and so really what that is is that Whatever the story is, is really, you know, in my case, it was about my workouts and then, and then what they were representing and then the need to continue it and then the subsequent not able to do these intense workouts because I wasn't, because I'd crashed, I'd pushed my body harder, harder than, um, than I had the reserves to do so. And then the pain and the suffering from losing this sort of addiction or this um, need to feel okay, that the cause and effect was working out makes me be okay. And when I didn't have that, then you can imagine that I didn't feel okay. And that, that can be true of any addiction. So as you're listening to this, if you can think for yourself, and this is really what the meditation is. So working through that aspect, you know, as I'm talking, let's just take a minute here. What are you hooked on right now? Is it, is it something to do with control? Is it something to do with acceptance? Is it something to do with needing your body to be a certain way, needing a person in your life to be a certain way? And these things become, they become the backdrop of every single aspect of our day. We are in a constant thought process and we don't even realize it. And it is, it's, an, it's like an, an obsessive type thought. And so when we, when we stop, and, and this is a beautiful meditation that will um, support you in this and guide you in this, when we stop and we breathe and connect with the, the, the obsession or with the trance of thinking, then we can lean into what it is we really need. What is that person at work behaving in a certain way really mean? What is it that you need? Why do you need that person to be doing that? Why do you, why do you need to avoid sugar? What is it that you're hoping to achieve? And don't get me wrong. I mean, connecting with people in a beautiful, you know, in a, in a, healthy way, avoiding sugar, all of these things are wonderful lifestyle choices, period. When we have attachment to needing to do or be with these things because of a desired outcome, that's when it gets mucky. It gets really, really mucky. And so what we want to think about is what is the deeper need? And then within that, what is the layer under that? And what is a layer under that? And so coming full circle to my example, for me, 
you know, what the obsession to work out became was really an off, like an, an, an acceptance. So working out means I'm accepted from others. Others see me in a certain light and love me because of this. I know it's messed up. Like who loves anyone because of the fact they work out? That's, that's my perception, right? It's a perception. And the other side of this, which was new in this wisdom is also myself. So I can be and accept myself when I behave in this certain way. And then the, the layer under that was really a hope of freedom. So ironically, the once I get the body or the recognition or the money or the relationship in, in your case or anyone's case, I will be accepted. And then once I'm accepted, I can finally let myself out of the cage that I created and be free. And I don't know if that's as resonating with any of you. The obvious, when we say these things out loud, is be free now. You have this moment right now to be free. And that's, that's the work to be free and move into choices from that place of freedom without attachment. So it is this awareness that then can shift perceptions. So I'm going to go back to the gym today. I haven't been in a couple of weeks. And so the getting back on my horse isn't about, okay, I got to get back to the gym and I got to lift the weights I was lifting and I got to get back on my nutrition. I got to make sure I'm getting enough protein. No, the shift is can I go to the gym and feel the joy? Can I, can I go to the, can I be excited about this process of being strong for the pure sake of being strong? Can I have acceptance and freedom in this moment and then behave in a way uh, or make choices from that place? So that's a lot to chew on. <laughs> and I'd love to get some feedback and anyone who's listening and in to see me over the next little while, or if you want to drop me a line, I am on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook, um, certainly through my blogs, drchristylewis.ca. I'd love to know. I'd love to hear your journey in this. And I know I'm not alone because I see this every single day in practice and I see people really suffering because of this, this attachment to these deeper, deeper wounds and deeper beliefs. And when we do this big work, we can get really clear about our lifestyle choices and live our best life from a place of health and happiness. And chances are we're going to stumble. Interestingly, I was at a, uh, a podcast party. How cool is that? So one of my one of my close friends uh, has reworked the book club into a podcast party and we were chatting about how many times we stumble in order to grow and evolve and this idea around suffering as being a beautiful aspect of the process and if we can sit in these times of suffering and understand that it is the opportunity to see to see the shadow side that then allows us to move into the light then you the resistance and the pain can be so much so much more bearable so 
yeah, drop me a line. Let me know what uh, what's going on and how uh, how this may or may resonate with you. And yeah, have a great day. Thanks so much for joining me.